hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Oh My Allergies podcast. This is your hostess with the mostest, Valencia. And if you are new here, the Oh My Allergies podcast is a podcast about all things allergies. Whether you have food allergies, seasonal allergies, skin allergies, or even your pet has allergies, Oh My Allergies is a safe space for discussions for those that need a bit of advice and support from someone who understands their struggle. Let's learn how to navigate life and learn how to thrive with our allergies together. Welcome back to the Oh My Allergies podcast. If you are not subscribed to the podcast already, make sure that you hit the subscribe button on your podcast platform of choice. Also, make sure that you rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify because it really just helps us to grow and reach more people and plus to be able to get you guys' feedback on what you like and what you want to see more of on the podcast. So I know in a couple episodes back, I said that I was going to start reading some of the reviews um, from the Oh My Allergies podcast page on Apple Podcasts just so that I can be able to highlight some really cool reviews that are saying some really nice things about the Oh My Allergies podcast and just really show you guys how appreciative I am of you guys listening and just showing support, whether it's on the podcast, whether it's leaving a rating in a review or whether that's just sending me messages on Instagram, just saying like how the podcast has really helped you in some way, whether it's that's dealing with allergy anxiety or whether that's feeling more comfortable and feeling more um, confident when it comes to your allergies. So the first review I'm going to read is from queen-v underscore 10. And the review says, really appreciate the foodie news segment. The topics covered are serious and opens up the channels for debate and good discussions relating to food choices, allergens, and meatless food alternatives. So thank you, queen-v underscore 10 for your review. I really appreciate it. And I welcome you all. If you have not rated and reviewed the podcast already, make sure that you do that because I could read your review here on the show. So in today's episode, we have Maria Alexander from the Instagram account Allergy With Me on the podcast today. We had such a great conversation about her allergy journey, you know, her first reaction that she remembers, what it's like going to school with allergies since she is in high school, and just so much more. So before we get into today's topic, you guys know I got to talk about what's been going on. on with me well I know I think it was in last week's episode I talked about how my school life was really busy and I had a lot of stuff to do whether that was exams presentations you know doing a paper that sort of thing so I'm just so happy that I was able to get through it I had some days where I was just like why am I doing this for some stuff? Because I actually had a presentation that I was preparing for this past weekend and it was about a subject matter that I did not feel 100% comfortable with and I was very anxious about it and I was just like, I don't really feel confident in it and I don't really know that much about it and then I went to go talk to my professor about it and then I got more confused so this class that I was doing a presentation for is just one of those classes where I feel like everything is just going over my head because it is more of a technical genetics type of class and I'm not really familiar with too much technical things around like genetics and science in that type of way. I mean I'm a communications major so it's not really my forte so I did what I could and I'm just so happy that that presentation is over and I don't have to think about it. It's done. I can wipe my hands clean of it and I'm just done because I was mentally so done with this presentation because there was just so many things that went into it and then on top of that then I had to do something for um, my marketing class and then I had some stuff to do for my accounting class. So it was just one of those weeks where I just had so much stuff to do that I felt like I was about to explode. So this week is 
I mean, I still have stuff to do, but it's not nearly as hectic as it was last week because I felt like I was about to crash and burn. So, so happy that I can do some deep breathing and just relax a little bit. Not fully because it's still school, but just relax like just a little bit. What else has been going on with me? Oh, new season of The Bachelorette has actually started. So, started watching that um it's so interesting to see based off of like all the different spoilers that I've seen like off of like social media and stuff and knowing what's going to happen before it happens but I feel like that's literally every season of The Bachelorette like or even of The Bachelor like you know what's going to happen and what the outcome is going to be except for Peter's season of The Bachelor that was kind of like a big question mark and I was just like on the edge of my seat and I was like oh my gosh but um, yeah, for this season, this season, like they always say, I feel like, oh, this season's going to be crazy. And then like everything plays out and you're like, it really wasn't all that crazy. But this season, I feel like it's going to be crazy, but I already know what's going to happen. But like, I'm still going to watch it anyway, because I don't really have that many things to watch. So have been watching that. It's still earlier on in the season. Like, I think there's only been one episode that's aired anyway. So it's not like we're fully in and especially because one of the spoilers said something about like the girl Claire like dropping out and then them having to replace her with Tasha. so if you're familiar with the bachelor bachelorette world you know who I'm talking about if you aren't then you're like who the heck are those people so but yeah I've been watching that show and yeah I think that's pretty much what's been going on with me I've mainly been focused so much on school especially specifically one class because it's my eight-week class and I am almost done with it and I am so happy that I'm almost done with it so I've really just been focused on that and try to get those assignments in especially because I've had multiple group presentations specifically for that class and then I have other group presentations that are coming up in other classes so I've really just been buckling down and really just been focused on my schoolwork so I haven't really had time to do anything else really I mean besides the podcast of course but besides that not really too much other stuff um but yeah so now that I've said what's been going on with me I guess I can get right into my foodie likes. So one of my first foodie likes is from the brand Wasa, which I became familiar with from my mom because it's a brand that she's been having for years and that she really likes their products and stuff like that. So we just started rebuying the Wasa Light Rye, but when she bought it, this wasn't her first time having it, but for me, it was my first time having it. And kind of to describe what it actually is, it's like this like crisp bread type of thing and it's kind of like a replacement for like crackers when you can't have like anything that is wheat based or anything like that and so they have these little crisp bread things and like so many different um variations so I know that they have like this rye one I know that they have like a sourdough one a whole grain one like they have just like so many different um I don't want to say flavors, but so many different things to choose from. So really have been liking these. I really like them because they are so, I don't want to say bland, but I guess I really like the fact that that they don't have an overpowering flavor to them. So like they are a really good complement to pretty much anything because whatever you put on it, that's what it's going to taste like. So I really love that aspect of it. So lately I've been putting on either avocado and then putting on the everything, but the seasoning, I think that's what it's called. Something like that. It's like the everything bagel seasoning, but there's no bagel obviously so I've been putting that on it and then putting like some smoked salmon because I love smoked salmon so much and I've loved it for years. I've talked about my obsession with smoked salmon but I don't even think you guys understand how much I'm a big stan for smoked salmon. I love it so much it's just insane so I've been having that for breakfast and it's actually been filling like I'll usually have like two and I just really love that and then also another variation that I've been trying as of late was because my mom we went to Whole Foods and she got guacamole and so she tried putting guacamole on one of the little crisp bread things and she was like oh it tastes really good and then she puts a cilantro on it and so she wanted me to taste it and I was like oh this like tastes really good but then I put salt on it and guys that is a game changer that tastes 
so good i highly recommend and especially if i had like dairy free cheese i could have sprinkled that on there guys oh i just wish i had one in front of me right now like that is the truth so definitely recommend trying these little crisp bread like cracker replacement things because they're so good and it's a really good replacement if you want something like a cracker but it's lower in calories and it's a little bit more healthier for you highly recommend trying these out because they taste so good another one of my foodie likes is from the brand unreal and me and my mom have been on an unreal kick let me just tell you so the backstory on the brand unreal for us is that every time we go to like a store like Kroger or Whole Foods we go into like the chocolate aisle or whatever because it's a, like a nice treat to have if you want a little bit of something sweet but it's still on the healthier side because we like eating dark chocolate so can't really do the milk chocolate thing for obvious reasons but really like dark chocolate especially if it's bitter I talk about it all the time but anyway every time we go into that aisle we would always see this brand unreal and we weren't really all that familiar with it we didn't know like what was all that entailed with the brand or anything like that we just saw it and then we saw that how you know it's a little bit on the pricier side not gonna lie so we finally bit the bullet and tried it and we tried a couple of their flavors I specifically tried the dark chocolate coconut bars. Woo, these taste so delicious, guys. Let me just tell you, these taste so good. Like how I would describe them is kind of like a Mounds bar, but it is so much healthier for you and it does not have a lot of sugar like at all. What I like specifically about the dark chocolate coconut bars is the fact that it is... I think it has about like three grams of sugar in one bar and I've not seen a chocolate bar that tastes good and has flavor in it that doesn't have a lot of sugar in it and I really love the fact that it's non-GMO and it's not sweetened with like corn syrup or like sugar alcohols or something like that so if you are looking for some sort of a treat um, because you want something sweet and you don't want to like restrict yourself from having sweet things, but you don't want it to have, I don't know, 20 grams of sugar in like one chocolate bar or something like that. And you want to cut down on your sugar and monitor it and stuff like that. Or if you aren't really all that into like sweets and stuff like that, then definitely recommend trying this brand. So I really love the fact that not only those aspects of it, but I also love the fact that it literally only has three ingredients in it so that's pretty cool too so I highly recommend trying out this brand in general but specifically trying out the dark chocolate coconut bars if you are not allergic to coconut obviously if you are allergic to coconut definitely would not recommend but if you aren't and you're trying to find a chocolate brand that is healthier and gives you that sweetness that you want but it's not gonna put you like in a sugar shock or put you like in a sugar coma or something like that they definitely recommend these and also you don't need to eat that many of them like for me if I have like two then I usually like space it out because like it's just so rich the chocolate and it tastes so good so another one of my foodie likes has been from the brand Lucky Jack and they have this cold brew that is so strong but it tastes so good. So found out about this brand called Lucky Jack at Kroger because they had a some sort of like sale on them at the specific Kroger that I went to and so me and my mom we were like oh like let's try this brand out or whatever because like the coffee looked really good it was kind of like their single serve cold brew coffees I'm a big fan of cold brew coffee I first tried it when I went to Starbucks became a really big fan of it and I really just love how strong the coffee is and just how rich it is just really 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 big fan so when we saw Lucky Jack cold brew in the grocery store we we're like oh oh let's try it so tried it guys this coffee it is so strong so really loved the individual because of the boldness of the flavor of it and you like I said you don't even need that much of it and so for me the small single serve bottle it lasted me like a couple days because I would just 
drink little bits of it and then mix it with uh, like an unsweetened vanilla uh, dairy-free milk and then like have like my own little like iced coffee type of deal and it tastes so good and it gives you like that kick in the butt that you may need like in the middle of the day or if in the morning so really love those and then the individual bottles we ran out of them so then we went to the grocery store and then we saw that they have like this big 32 ounce of the cold brew coffee concentrate that is also really strong so what you do when you have it is that they say to use like one part of the concentrate and then one part of either water or milk like I said I usually use dairy-free milk of some sort and then I'll mix it together and it tastes so good so if you are into cold brew coffee but you don't want to pay the four dollars or five dollars you may pay at like some sort of coffee shop or something like that then definitely try this coffee so uh, the allergy news article that I'm going to be talking about today is actually from Yahoo Style I know that is so different But when I saw the headline, I was like, oh my gosh, I have to talk about this story on the podcast because it just really was so mind boggling, but very interesting to be able to get a perspective on somebody else's allergy journey. So this article is about how a woman has become allergic to all food and she has to be fed through her heart. Yes, through her heart so has become allergic to all foods and even certain smells and they cause her to go into anaphylaxis which if you have allergies then you are familiar with anaphylaxis but if you have an anaphylactic allergy then you know what anaphylaxis is like. So this woman she suffers from a condition that's known as mast cell activation syndrome so MCAS and that is where a person's mast cells which are responsible for allergic reactions they are overly triggered by unusual substances within the body and that results in allergic reactions and anaphylaxis and she talks about in the article how you know she really has a love for food but she can't really be near it and the smell of it will make her enter into anaphylaxis and if she comes into contact with something that she's allergic to that she gets these highs all over her body and then her breathing starts to deteriorate and that she falls unconscious and her stats start to drop and her heart rate goes really high and that she goes into full-on anaphylaxis to the point where she needs adrenaline. So it's just interesting to see and hear about allergy stories like this because you tend to just think about people who might have an allergy to one thing or might have an allergy to five things or even some people who have like two handfuls worth of allergies. But to think about one human being being allergic to all food and even just the mere smell of food, like that's really crazy and just a concept that you just don't think about in day-to-day life. And in this article, she talks about how she wears a mask, whether, you know, she's going out of her house just to make sure that she can't smell anything and that she, in addition to being allergic to all foods, she's allergic to alcohol, smoke and perfume. So that just makes it even that much harder. And in the article, it talks about how at first her doctors were fitting a feeding tube into her stomach, but then she became allergic to that. So then now she's fed through a tube that goes straight into her heart. And just imagining a tube, a feeding tube going straight into your heart so that you're able to like eat stuff like that's just so mind boggling to me. And one thing that this article says that I'm just trying to still process is the fact that she hasn't been able to have food in over a year and that she's lost weight because of this and it's just so it's just so mind-boggling that like I said like this is somebody's life this is something that somebody has to deal with every single day so when I see a story like this it makes me think about all of the different people and so many different aspects of our culture whether it's in entertainment you know whatever seeing people who make fun of people who have allergies but specifically food allergies is just very disheartening because of stories like this where people go through so 
extreme circumstances because of them being allergic to things that they can't help being allergic to and it's just so frustrating seeing people talk about allergies in a negative connotation like making fun of people that have them when it's like this story is not a funny matter this is somebody's life that we're talking about and it's just crazy that people make fun of stuff like that and we've talked about on the podcast before people making fun of people who have allergies not taking them as seriously as they should but just seeing stories like this more and more it really just puts things in perspectives and being like you don't really know what a person with allergies is going through so before you're quick to judge just think about you know if somebody's allergic to something especially when it comes to food it's something that should be viewed very very seriously and that it's something that people go through every single day they have to deal with it and it takes so much time and effort to have to navigate life that way and thinking about your allergies every single day and having to think of certain situations like for an example like I said she has to wear a mask every single day when she leaves her house and it's something that people who don't have allergies just don't understand like some of the things that we have to go through as people who have allergies to make sure that we don't come into contact with our allergens as much as we can help it. Also one thing that this article talks about is the fact that people don't really realize how much People rely on food as far as being really integrated in social life and a part of our culture as a way for us to connect with one another, um, whether you're in the U.S. or not in the U.S. And it's just so interesting to hear her perspective of you don't really realize how much food is such an integral part of your life and your social life until you can't simply eat it. And so also in this article, she talks about how she just really hopes to just to be able to have food again and to just to be able to enjoy like the whole experience of having food so hopefully you all found this article as interesting as I did and really were able to learn from it and be able to learn about somebody else's perspective so now that I am done with talking about the allergy news article I guess I could get right into introducing today's podcast guest Maria Alexander from the Instagram account allergy with me the guest on today's podcast episode which is Maria Alexander from the Instagram account allergy with me now the reason why she created the page allergy with me was to be able to create a sense of community and a relatable place for those with food allergies and just be able to spread overall positivity around the whole world of food allergies which you will be able to notice throughout the podcast episode that she tries to be able to remain so positive when it comes to food allergies because it's definitely definitely something that can cause a lot of people to be a negative Nancy and to just be all in their head about their allergies and to kind of let their allergy anxiety and stress kick in so a little bit about Maria is that she is 16 years old and she was diagnosed with multiple food allergies when she was around six and a half to seven months old And unfortunately for her, that list has not gotten any smaller, but she says that she has never and will never let her food allergies define her. Amen. And she said that she's found many different ways for her to be able to live her life without allowing her food allergies to slow her down and that she enjoys baking allergy-friendly foods, swimming, and hanging out with her friends and family. So without further ado, let's get right into today's episode and our conversation with Maria. Welcome to the Oh My Allergies podcast. I'm so happy to be able to have you here to just sit down with you and just have a chat. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, so before we get officially started, each episode I talk about my foodie likes. So basically I talk about my favorite items that are food related. So it could be a snack, it could be an actual like favorite meal that you've had recently, it could be a book about food, just basically whatever your heart desires, honestly. So as an icebreaker, I wanted to ask you, what are some of your foodie likes right now? Well, I have a huge sweet tooth, so I love sweet foods like ice cream, chocolate. I'm a big fan of like Enjoy Life's chocolate chips. I'll snack on those throughout the day. Um, Good choice. Not a new, their ice cream. It's so good. I love that. And then like meal wise, I love 
pork chops. So I would say that like pork is one of my favorite meals. I saw on your Instagram that you were talking about that ice cream and I was like, oh my goodness, mm-hmm. it sounds so good. It is so good. It's made from coconut milk. It's, Ooh. oh, I love it. <laughs> yeah, like I'm always down to try like different types of like desserts in that way because for me in my experience with when it comes to like dairy alternatives for ice creams and stuff, like it's very hard to find one that just doesn't taste super weird like I know like when only alternatives that they had were like rice milk and Mm -hmm. I was like I don't I don't really like that but I feel like coconut milk as a base it just tastes better and it tastes creamier yeah yes it's so creamy yeah another question that I have for you to break the ice is if you could describe having allergies in one word what would it be and why I would say overcoming because having allergies can be tough but in a sense it's a little rewarding because you get to find different foods that otherwise you would never try right. it also kind of helps you become more responsible mm. of because you have to look for things that other like when you're a kid you're kind of learning things that other kids don't really have to worry about so I would say it can be tough at times but when it's overcoming you can get You can learn new things. You can get over it well. I like that because I know sometimes like on social media or even in pop culture, allergies just get a bad rap and people tend to like make fun and just all these things that are really in the long run could be, you know, very hurtful. So to be able to pull the positive sides of having an allergy out of a Mm -hmm. situation that you know, may not be as pleasant at certain times in your life, but to be able to learn from it and being able to say, hey, like, you know, for me having allergies, like I've learned to be, you know, more responsible when it comes to like looking at labels Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So it's good to, you know, be able to see the positive side of things because I think sometimes people, it just goes over their head sometimes. Yeah, it can be hard. Yeah. So, Let's just jump into the question that is the question of the Oh My Allergies podcast, which is what is your Oh My Allergies story? My Oh My Allergies story would be so I was diagnosed with allergies when I was a baby, like six or seven months old. So really young, um, young enough that I don't remember it, but (laughs) my parents sure do. And as I got older, I I get they like kind of grew up fast. Like from a young age, I was able to read labels. I knew what I could and couldn't have, which made it easier and gave my parents a little less stress. But it was hard going into like social events because for the longest time, I never wanted to talk about my allergies. They were something mm. that I mean, I shouldn't be embarrassed of, but I was. And I didn't right. really like to ask, like, hey, can I read the ingredients of this? Like, I just didn't like to do that. And as I kind of got older and I was like, you know what? I just can't look at this as a curse, like, because it's not. And right. Right. I kind of just saw it more as maybe not necessarily a gift, but something that makes me a little different that doesn't have to define me, right. but can add just a little, little, I don't know, like, touch to my story that makes me a, a little different and a little kind of cool you know something that um I play around with it learn different like recipes and stuff and so I would say just like like embracing it I guess that would be a little more of my allergy story so what specific allergies do you have like as far as like what you're allergic to I'm allergic to dairy wheat chicken turkey eggs sesame peas uh peanuts tree nuts oats and then shellfish. <laughs> wow. So that's that's a lot of that's a lot of adapting recipes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of a long list. Yeah, so you mentioned that you're allergic to chicken and turkey. So which are foods that most people wouldn't think one could be allergic to. So <laughs> no. how did you discover that you were allergic to those foods? Like what is like the memory that you remember the most because I don't know maybe you might have discovered it when you were younger and you might not remember it so what's a memory that you remember so obviously like I knew I was allergic to it since like once I was a baby Mm -hmm. after I got tested but I do remember one day before preschool because I have two other siblings and then my mom and dad and so my mom had made chicken for them 
and she had it up on the countertop and it was all cut up. And so I was little, wasn't really thinking. Well, I took a piece of it in my mouth thinking that it was pork. Mm. And uh, my mom immediately said, spit that out. So I didn't swallow it, but I remember my mouth kind of swelling up a little bit and it ended up being okay. But wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And like I said, like that's just something yeah. that you don't really tend to think about, like having like. Uh, either like a poultry or like a meat allergy it's just something that's not really that discussed you know no no and so like thanksgiving because usually people eat turkey so i eat ham so (laughs) i'm good yeah i'm in the same boat as you as far as like i don't eat turkey i'm like a vegetarian so like having to have my own separate meal i'm like i'm over here by myself (laughs) right with with my meal over here you know just don't mind me (laughs) right Yeah, so another one of the allergies you mentioned was sesame, and I know that is Mm -hmm. an allergy that is rapidly, like, on the rise, especially because, you know, around, like, discussions are are becoming more prevalent about it because of, you know, the FDA not requiring it to be listed on, you know, the packaging of food since it's not, like, in their top allergens list, so how do you manage your sesame allergy and know what to look for when you can't really rely on you know packaging that says oh it's like sesame free or oh this and Mm -hmm. stuff like that what's that like well it's kind of like a I think sesame and like peas are kind of sneaky ingredients right now because people put like proteins and stuff and um different products and they'll even add it in there, like saying like a new recipe, and then I can't have it anymore. Wow. So for me, the key thing is like always reading labels, even if it's things that I've ate before. It's like before I eat something, like a new package, I always read the ingredients just to make sure because I've had that happen before where um, it was actually an old ice cream that I used to eat so delicious. They added pea protein and oh. theirs, and I they changed the packaging look. So we did skim over the ingredients, but we skimmed not very well and missed it. And so I had a tiny bit and I just realized it tastes kind of different. And so I immediately ran to the freezer and checked the ingredients and sure enough, it had pea protein. So with sesame and then peas, like they're definitely my sneaky ingredients there. So I'm always rereading labels and everything like that. And that's something that people might not really think of is that you know yeah you initially look at the label when you're buying a food but then like to continue looking at the labels over and over and over again because so many companies go through a formula change and people don't tend to think oh well I should continually check the label but like I tried it you know the first time like maybe like a couple months ago and then like you don't know sometimes things change so it's like you said it's very important to continue to look at labels for your foods yeah and I remember was it it may have been sesame actually um there were corn chips and you could buy like two different kinds one with I think it was sesame and uh, my mom had actually bought that kind and I mm. remember about to pick up the bag and as I picked up my mom kind of saw it and she's like hey don't don't eat these we're throwing these out like, right because <laughs> she didn't even see it and so I forgot about that but yeah it's def- it's just sneaky ingredients that's what it is really yeah that's 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 very unfortunate that um stuff like that is still happening you would think that because so much progress has been put in place for the food allergy community that making sure that when it comes to packaging that all allergens are included so that people feel a sense of comfort, you know? Right. Yeah. Right. And like sometimes when, because I remember when I had the ice cream, the so delicious, we, they had the pea protein in it. I remember then like, I think my, my mom called like the company and they also don't like, I don't want to say they didn't take it seriously, but they weren't very like, like nice about it either. And they just said, oh, you got to check the ingredients. And that was basically it. And so that's kind of what's also unfortunate. And kind of go back to what you said, like people don't take it as serious as what it is. Yeah, that's that's 
that's definitely the worst. I know when you talk yeah. about your experiences with labels and thinking that you've seen everything and then you miss something was when I had a kind bar and I thought it was fine for me to eat. And so I ate into it. And then I was like, oh my goodness, like my lips, like they feel very, like it feels very spicy. Like this bar feels really spicy. And then my mom oh, was no. like, what's going on? Like, what do you mean it's spicy? Like, it's not supposed to be spicy. And I was like, well, uh, yeah, like my lips just feel really weird. And my mouth is just feels really weird. And then she was like, well, did you check the label? And I was like, yeah, I checked the label. And then she was like, well, check it again. So then I checked it and there was a clear part of the packaging and it was in white print. And then I saw macadamia nuts and I was like, oh, no. oh dang it. I was like, dang it. <laughs> Right. I was so And they like mad. hit it. Yeah, I was wow. so mad. I was like, man, I thought I looked because most of the ingredients were on um the part of the packaging that was black with white font. So I was like, okay, I saw it. Like I didn't see anything that was, you know, caught my eye that was like, Oh, I can't have this. So I was like, okay, yeah. it should be fine. But then I ate it and I was like, uh uh-uh, uh, my body's like, This is not okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I, I definitely hate that. Yeah. I definitely get where you're coming from for that. Yeah. So uh, one platform that you use a lot to uh, talk about your allergies is your Instagram account, Mm -hmm. Allergy With Me. Yes. So what made you want to start your Instagram account? Well, it was to go back to the reason of I used to be kind of embarrassed of my allergies. And I kind of knew, like, I'm not alone in this. There's other people out there that also have allergies, even if it's just one or two. Like, I'm not the only one. And I wanted to create this page that helps others relate to where I'm coming from so that they don't have to feel alone when they have to go out and like ask the ingredients or not be able to eat something when everybody else around them is. And even also to give recipes and tips for others struggling and even for parents that have kids with allergies also. Yeah, I know that's something that even I get questions about a lot is how to be able to navigate so many different scenarios from, like you said, you know, from a parent's perspective, eating Mm -hmm. out with food allergies, dealing with what should you carry with you, all that other type of stuff. Like, it's just, I don't think some people realize how much thought has to go into, okay, I'm Gary to leave my house. (laughs) This is everything that I need. (laughs) Yeah. Like we travel with mini bags, <laughs> right? <laughs> it, it's like bags on bags on bags. And then yes. especially if you're going somewhere and you don't know if they're going to have things that you can have. And then it's like, okay, well, I have to bring my safe foods and blah, 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 right. and snacks and <laughs> all of those things. Yeah. Like when we go on vacation, we'll put like my bread and pizza crust in a suitcase <laughs> just in case to make sure none of the stores there will have it. Yeah. <laughs> That's, yeah, that's, I mean, that's the life. I know there's this one girl that I went to um, a summer camp with and she has a a corn allergy. So she would literally bring all her own foods with her and would have it in her uh, room because it was an overnight camp. And so she had like all this food around her and I was like, oh, like you just, you just bring your whole refrigerator with you. She's like, no, like I have food allergies. I was like, oh really you do? And she was like, yeah, I have a corn allergy. I'm like, well, that's one that's very hard to get around so very so speaking of uh, snacks and foods what are some of your go-to allergy uh snacks that you like to just keep with you uh definitely the enjoy life coco loco bars because they're real small and like Mm -hmm. i always keep one in my purse with me like whenever i go out (laughs) so um so basically anything enjoy life um Sometimes, like rice cakes, those yes. mm-hmm. I always have with me. Um, and sometimes even gluten-free pretzels and maybe like an apple or something or like a banana. Just smaller things that I can mm-hmm. easily like grab and go. Right. Another thing that you talk about on your Instagram account is that you are always baking and cooking something on your page. And you talked about how you like to be able to share recipes on that page. What are some of your Mm -hmm. favorite things to make? I love to make cookies, (laughs) different uh, like chocolate chips are always the go to. And then uh, muffins. I love muffins. (laughs) Like those are one of my favorite. What kind? Um, Chocolate chip or blueberry although the other day we made these banana chocolate 
chip ones and they were so good like Ooh. I was gonna be I was gonna make them again today but I had to get a few things for it and I had it so it's kind of sad about that but um <laughs> so yeah I'd say like like cookies and uh, muffins are usually my favorite probably making some donuts here soon maybe some like pumpkin spice <laughs> fall time <Ooh. laughs> so yeah I'm I'm a big fan of pumpkin mm-hmm. like I'm a big fan of pumpkin I'm that person that no matter what time of the year <laughs> it is if I want to make my pumpkin chocolate chip cookies I will make my pumpkin yes, chocolate chip cookies I do not blame you <laughs> yeah and I love the enjoy life I use the 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 chocolate chips oh Mm -hmm. oh those are so good (laughs) I like the dark chocolate ones because I'm a dark chocolate person I like I like the bitter the better so I like 75 80 percent yeah that's me (laughs) yeah that dark chocolate ones are good so I know that you recently had a birthday and that you are in high school and for me when I think about that, I'm like, wow, it's been about like four years since I graduated high school. <laughs> um, so what has been your experience with managing your food allergies in a school setting? I would say it's always mm-hmm. preparing. So always like making sure nurses, even like in my backpack, I always have EpiPens, Benadryl, all of that that I would need. And that's like the number one. And then having some snacks with me. And then, of course, I always bring my own lunch so that I don't have to worry about um, having to coordinate with the cafeteria. And uh, I'm also a swimmer. And so during swim season, that's when preparing is the number one thing because I'll wake up and then have to go to a Mm -hmm. morning practice. So then I bring a breakfast, eat after that, and then I'll bring my lunch. And then I'll bring a snack for either like practice or a meet. And then if we have a meet, I'll bring another thing to eat after the meet. So it's just, it's a lot of preparing. (laughs) Yeah. So that's just been the key. And then also letting people around me know, like, of course, my close friends know, and most of the people at my school know, because I've gone to the same school since kindergarten. But um, so having people be aware. I wasn't very good at doing that because I didn't like to talk about it, but I've gotten better with it. And usually people want to know more. Like they're like, oh, that's kind of interesting. Like, (laughs) you know, so preparing is the number one key for school for sure. Yeah. I know that when um, some people tend to think of like going back to school and dealing with that type of stuff it can be very challenging to be able to navigate those types of situations and having to deal with Mm -hmm. you know having bags on bags on bags like we talked about before right Um, and just making sure that you have the right items with you um so speaking of that what are some of your must-have items that you have to carry with you like in your medical kit when you go to school I know you mentioned um a couple yeah so of course two EpiPens or like Avi keys and then Benadryl and I usually always keep band-aids and then um like a neosporin or like an antibiotic ointment mainly because my skin is very dry mm-hmm. so my hands always crack and stuff so band-aids and then uh sometimes I'll have like Tylenol uh I said Benadryl so I have like the Benadryl tablet and mm-hmm. those are usually oh and then my inhaler because I have asthma so I always have my inhaler with me as well and then my spacer for the inhaler I find that a lot of people with food allergies tend to deal with asthma is that something that you find as well? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and eczema. Yeah. I think that's just very interesting how a lot of people, when they have one, it's most likely that they deal with, like, the other. I just find that very fascinating. Yeah. It's probably, like, a little bit troublesome because it's, like, the more things you got to carry. But... <laughs> right. <laughs> Once again, I always come with bags. <laughs> yeah. So uh, what are some of your like back to school tips for kids and teens that are dealing with food allergies. So whether they're doing their classes remote or if they're going into a school physically, kind of like hybrid style, um, that type of thing. I would say don't be afraid to speak up. And that's still something I have to work on too. But just being like letting people know like, hey, I have allergies. So like this when you're eating that, make sure you wash your hands or something like, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. then um also letting teachers like your principal know, at least uh, we would always go in uh, when I would go to different schools and let our principal know, be aware. 
just so that they can maybe work things out with teachers if they may need to. And then always bring prepared, keep some snacks, and then of course share EpiPens and Vandrill if you carry that as well with you. So preparingness and letting people know. I think that's all really good advice because it, like we've been talking about throughout this whole conversation that there's just a lot of things that you have to think about as a person who is dealing with food allergies. And one thing that I know both of our accounts talk about is really doing a better job at being an advocate for yourself and really just speaking up and not being afraid to be like, hey, I can't eat this or hey, I can't eat that. Um, when you're in especially a school setting where a lot of kids rely on school lunches and you know some I mean of course people are in the position to be able to bring their own lunches like you mentioned um, but some people might not be in that position so do you have any advice for people who are have no choice to eat at a school cafeteria but in how to be able to navigate those types of situations right and it goes back like letting people know so maybe go to your principal and then talk to them about some ways that um, in the cafeteria you can help, like they can help you. So if that's maybe getting you like a fruit that you can have and then like working on cross-contamination, maybe if you're allergic to like the peanuts, mm-hmm. to be able to have some type of like substitute butter that's like wow butter or like um, sun butter, stuff like that, mm-hmm. that you can use instead. So it uh, goes back to letting people know, reaching out and that's, that's what I would say. Yeah, I think that's really good advice. Because <laughs> I know like there's some people, whether it's from a parent's perspective, or from a student perspective, that it's just food allergies cause, you know, from them having them and dealing with them. And it can cause like a lot of anxiety, and kind of like stress yes, with it. Yeah. And I know that's one thing that you've talked about on your Instagram is dealing with, you know, food allergy anxiety. Yeah. So what has been your personal experience with it? And then um, what are some tips that you have for other kids and teens that may be dealing with this as well? Yeah. So mine, food allergy anxiety really like kicked in in fifth grade when I had to use my EpiPen for the first time because it was a bad reaction. And I had grabbed the wrong bag of chocolate chips because it was set out by my Mm. food on the way to go to a swim meet. And um, after that experience, I was like afraid to eat anything. Like I would question my mom like 10 times, anybody that would like ever give me things, I'd read labels like 10 times before I ate it. And there would be times like I would already eat it. And I just like would think, oh my gosh, is my throat itching when like it wasn't, but I was just like, so like scared from what had happened. Yeah. (laughs) And I just had to like trust, like, I was like, you know what? It's going to be okay. I can't live in fear here. I have everything I would need. I just have to do my part and be Mm -hmm. careful, but I don't need to go this far with this. And it lasts like a year that I would act like this. And I would usually always trust my mom. Like my mom's fine if I question her sometimes, but I was questioning her a lot. And so (laughs) (laughs) it it definitely got a little out of hand and it's kind of had to take a step back, relax and just do what I can do without going kind of crazy with it. That is very valid, though, because I feel like a lot of people deal with a situation where they kind of get to a a point in time where they deal with an experience that's just very traumatic when it comes to an allergic reaction that they're just like, oh, my gosh, like, I don't want to ever have to deal with something like that again. Right. And so I know that's happened to me before where like now and it's something that I deal with and struggle with off and on where like when it came to me discovering when I had my macadamia nut allergy and that came from me accepting food from, you know, someone that was close to me. It was a family member and Mm -hmm. me learning that, you know, I need to, you know, be a little bit more questioning when it comes to when it comes to accepting food from people um, and just being really, really sure. But after that experience happened, it made me really be like, I don't really want to accept food from anybody. I'm just going to, you know, stay over here to myself. I'm just trying not to have to be, put myself in a situation where I have to, like, ask a bunch of questions and be a bother. I'm yeah. just going to stay to myself, make my own food, trust my own food, and just have a bunch <laughs> of trust issues. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I get it. <laughs> yeah, but it's like you said, it's definitely not healthy. 
And it's just a lot to have to think about. It's a lot to just have to be that guarded and like of course like it's valid for you to feel like oh can I eat this can I eat that am I in a situation where I could potentially be exposed to my allergen um but it's a fine balance of like you said not wanting to live in fear of your allergies and like you said your food allergies don't make or break you like yes you are a person with food allergies but your food allergies aren't you if that makes sense yeah for sure because then that was like I don't want to be the per like I never wanted to feel like a bother right. with them, which you never are because you're just protecting yourself. Right. And of course, if someone like cares about you, they're gonna want to make sure you're safe. And that's where like I just felt like if I would talk about it and ask questions, people are just gonna see me for my allergies. But it's not like that at all. Right. So I have another question for you. We talked about being in a setting of school and managing your allergies in that way. What has been your experience when it comes to hanging out with friends from school um, while having food allergies, whether that's like eating out or going over to people's houses? Can you talk about like what that experience has been like for you? Yeah, when it goes like hanging out with friends, um, the friends like that I would hang out with, they know like my allergies and they know like they'll be fine to go somewhere else or like maybe to do something where it doesn't involve food or if I'm over at a friend's house of course I come with my bags and I bring some food and um (laughs) so I'm fine like they all know like wash your hands don't don't touch me with like hands that they ate food with and so they're all good about it I just have to like always come prepared with it and always bring my own food and then when it comes eating out the only place where I eat out is Outback because I can get a steak and sweet potato and broccoli there, or it's in Disney World. But mm-hmm. obviously, I'm only at Disney World maybe like <laughs> once in a blue moon. So I usually always bring my food with me. And then, so like friends, they'll order, and then the waitress will usually ask what I want. And I'll be like, oh, I'm not ordering today. I brought my own. And it throws them off a little bit, but <laughs> it's like I'm just protecting right. myself, you know? And so I always for go out to eat, just bring my own food and I still get to hang out with my friends or family and I just have a good time. Well, mm-hmm. just minding my own business, you know? And so I never usually find it to be a big issue now. Like sometimes when it's like birthday parties, we do prepare a little bit in advance with like cupcakes or if we're going to go an hour away to go out to eat somewhere. My mom's really great at looking at the menu and kind of making it a little bit similar to what everybody else is having. And so that right. way I can still be a little involved with it. Or when it comes to sleepovers, that's when it takes a little more preparing. And um, that'll usually be like my van's like gluten-free waffles that I'll bring to like breakfast and I'll keep small snacks, maybe eat before I go over in that way. Because I don't, I want to still be able to hang out with my friends and not feel like my allergies are holding me back. Right. Yeah, that's something that I that's why I went to ask you, because I know some people may feel like, oh, well, I might not be able to hang out with my friends because of it. Or they might be put in a situation where their friends are like judging them for Mm -hmm. their allergies or that they are um, making fun of them or not really taking them as, as serious as like they should be. So what advice would you give to people who have food allergies and they're trying to have that conversation with their friends to be like, hey, you know, I have food allergies and this is what happens if I'm exposed to my allergen and this is why it's serious. Yeah, I've definitely like have had people make jokes and obviously they're not funny at all. And so like when explaining it to people, I just like to say like, hey, like these foods, like I cannot have if I have them, like I'll share my reaction and a lot of times I'll say like, here's this my EpiPen, this is what I would use in case of allergic reaction. And then I kind of say like, and you will usually they say like, well, what can we do? Like, and I'll be like, well, just don't touch you when you have like food around, like wash your hands. Right. And usually they're okay. And then you get to some people that think it's, you know, funny to joke about it and be like, oh, I'll touch you with this. And, you know, and sometimes yeah, with those sucks. people, like, you just got to ignore it or speak up, like, be like, hey, that's not funny. Like, that could, like, potentially be life-threatening. Right. And I know 
and it's something that I've talked about in a previous episode before where it's like if people are making fun of you for your allergies and they're not your friends. No, for sure they're not. <laughs> they, they are not your friends. And I know that I've had mixed responses as I've grown up um, with people, you know, maybe not taking them as seriously or them mistaking them for intolerances mm-hmm. or, you know, thinking like, oh, like you can take this and like all all of a sudden like your symptoms will go away like they know more about your allergy than you do yeah um (laughs) and so I know like when I think of friends like there's like some like a couple friends that I have that I know that they know like they know about my allergies and I've explained it to them and they are more than comfortable with okay like if we can't eat here because there's nothing for you to eat then like let's try some more else and let's look at the menu ahead of time and all that other type of stuff so like you said I think it's important to make sure that your friends understand your allergies and you know what would happen if you're exposed to them and you know this is what you need like your auto injector and this is kind of like if your reaction like escalates then this is what Mm -hmm. needs to be done yeah and I try to like most of my closest friends like they know all of that and so I feel very like comfortable when I'm going out with friends especially because like I know I can handle them but then I also know like my friends at least know how to use an EpiPen and what it looks like and that they know yeah that was going to be my next question for you have you ever been in a situation where your friends had to you know use an auto injector or have it has it been where it's just been you or you've just been around your family yeah it's just been me around my family so luckily that has not happened but that's what I do like for my friends to know like what it is to call 911 like know how to use it use like the trainers Mm -hmm. Uh, I had a friend come over and she's like I want to learn how to use your EpiPen. I was like, well, here's the trainer. So <laughs> I've had it. So like, I taught her how to use it. And so that's she so it sweet. Cool. Yeah. yeah, that's sweet because not all people are like that. So to have yeah. friends and people around you that want to learn and want to get educated on, you know, food allergies and, you know, your experiences with them and so that they can make your environment feel more comfortable, if that makes sense. Right. And like some of my friends, like they even want to try some of my food. So um, one of my friends, she buys some of the food I buy too. (laughs) She just liked it. (laughs) That's kind of funny. Yeah, but I mean, I think what people don't realize is just because it's allergen friendly doesn't mean that it's tasteless right? and that people who don't have allergies can't eat it. <laughs> yes, like people make jokes about that. It's like sometimes it might be better than your food. <laughs> like, right, <laughs> exactly. So uh, my last question for you is for people who are new to the allergy world, new to the intolerance world, what advice would you give to them? I would say go back to like how it is overcoming and it can be frustrating at first and it can be very hard, but you'll, you'll eventually find some brands that are amazing and they understand exactly what you're going through. So you're going to find foods that you're going to be able to have and maybe some that you like better than the foods that you have had (laughs) and doing some research, learning how to prepare ahead. Cause I'd say like preparing is like the number one key when it comes to allergies, I would say. Right. Always like preparing with your EpiPens, have those on you at all times and then food for sure. But just, I was like, remember like you can overcome this. You'll get through it. You're going to find new ways. It might take a little time, a little research, but you will be fine. Like educate your friends so that they mm-hmm. know how to use EpiPens and that they take your allergies seriously. You're so positive when it comes to it, which is very refreshing because some <laughs> people can you. just be very negative. And I try to be positive myself yeah. uh, when it comes to allergies because it's very easy to see just the negative sides yeah, of it, it and is. to think of, oh, I can't eat this or I can't eat that or, you know, just getting so much in your head about your allergies and like you have been saying throughout this whole conversation is just remembering, you know, the positive things that have come from you having your allergies like 
educating yourself, knowing more about food, knowing more about the foods that are going in your body and also listening to your body. I think that's like a big thing that people with allergies learn is like the importance of listening to your body. Right. Like your body is amazing. It's telling you like, hey, this is not going to work well for me. So you just got to listen to it. Yeah. So I'm so happy that we were able to have this conversation and chat and be able to learn more about you and your allergy journey and what it's like to manage having food allergies in a school setting and, you know, all the things that come with being Maria. Yes, thank you. It was so fun. I enjoyed it. I definitely enjoyed talking with you and getting to know you. And uh, thanks for coming on the Oh My Allergies podcast. Thank you for having me. This is fun. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode with Maria Alexander from the Instagram account Allergy With Me. We had such a great conversation. We talked about her allergy journey, you know, what it's like being in high school, navigating food allergies and making friends and navigating friend groups and things of that sort, which is a lot of things to deal with when you are in high school on top of all of the other things. So make sure that you follow her on Instagram. Her Instagram is allergy underscore with underscore me. And then also while you're at it, make sure you follow Oh My Allergies on Instagram. Our Instagram handle is at Oh My Allergies. We post memes, clips from episodes, you know, inspirational quotes to keep you in a positive mindset, things of that sort. Also rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and subscribe to the podcast on your podcast platform of choice. And I will talk to you guys in the next episode. Bye guys.